It's Pete Price and the best of Pete Price. And I'm here tucked away in the Hilton Hotel in Liverpool with a larger-than-life character who you love or you hate. There's no in-between on this one. But I want to get underneath who he is because I find him a fascinating character. Good-looking man. Hit the social media platform with a bang. He's got a great reputation um, and we're having a coffee and a Coca-Cola and I'm talking to the Queen of Scotty Road. But who's behind that character? Hello, Phil. Hello, Peace. How are you? I'm very well. Now, this is the real you. This is the real me. What you see is what you get now. Good looking lad. Thank you, Peace. Well dressed. Thank you. So I want to find out who you are. Yeah. And that's what I want to be here for. Yes. We'll talk about where it came from, the larger than life, yes. the whole thing that happened. Um, I won't ask your age. Yes. you don't ask your lady no, your age. You <laughs> <laughs> but we've known each other for a long time. I'm we a have. lot older than you. Let's go back to who you are. Mm. Tell us from who you are and what it was like growing up. Start at the beginning. Well, me personally, from a young age, I've always been outrageous, peace. Always been very outrageous. I never thought about anything. I just, you know, I was big. I was always loud and brash. You know, when we're all out with friends and, you know, as a younger person, you know, all my friends, we went dancing and singing and, you know, knocked around on street corners. And it, I was just loud. Oh, I was born another way, it's loud. And, uh, but when I say I was born loud, it's another side to me. You know, when it's like a character, that's what people don't understand about me. That's a character. The Queen of Scotty Rose is a character. But saying that piece, I was the Queen of Scots, you know, from a very young age in school. You know, I used to get called that in school, the Queen of Scots, you know, as a kid. Where are you from? Are you actually from Scotland? I am born and bred from Scotland Road. So whereabouts? Because I'll... Well, for those people that don't know what Scotland Road is, in Liverpool, it had the most ridiculous amount of pubs ever. And, in fact, some people never even came to town. They stayed in Scotty Road. It was a way of life. It was then all pulled down to build motorways, roads, the tunnel, etc. So tell us, let's go back to your youth. Whereabouts were you, Scotty? Well, I was born in Scaven Place here on Scotland Road. Now, we were in Masonettes, and my grandmother gave me up my mama. Uh, now, people often say, well, how did your grandmother get up? Because when my mum and dad got married, where it was, they moved, they was moved in with my grandmother anyway. So when my mum and dad got their own place, you know, I fretted for it. So I used to say the weekends, and then I started going off from school going there from school and having me say then saying. So it was just one of that. And then, you know, she, well, I ended up rearing me up. I was with her since I was five years of age till she died, to tell the truth, uh, 11 years, 12 years ago. And that was me and my mum. And we lived on Scotland Road. Now, oh, was the Masonette. She lived there for 50 years. Now, the door was on Scotland Road, where people go, I'm from Scotland Road. No, you say not. All right, you just might live. Over the bridge, no disrespect to anyone over the bridge, because they're all they're all the same people, very rough and ready people. But yeah, that was that was where I was from. I was from Scotland Roadies. Explain what the atmosphere was like as a kid growing up. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I remember, as I said, a lot older than you, yes. and I came from a working class, two Let up and two down outside toilet. But yeah. and we never locked the doors. Explain what it was like. Rice, what it was like here is going Scotland Road. People help one another. 
So, of course, people knocked at people's doors when sounds was ours, you know, and they knocked at people, and neighbours were neighbours then. So, you know, now it's all keep up with the Joneses. It wasn't them days, because people helped one another. You know, they met one another in the butchers. You know, the, you know, the women, and, you know, they went out shopping every day. And me, personally, it was like, you know, you could, you could go out and, you know, how can I put it? You know, nothing had happened to you. How can, nothing had happened to you because everyone looked out for one another. Everyone looked. It was no house robbing. It was nothing like that because everyone, and if it was, it was very rare, and they were wrongans. They were wrongans. Yeah. They didn't and, fit in yeah, the community. No, no, they were wrongans. So, if your nan give you a belt, every neighbour would yeah, give you a belt. Yeah, your nan's yeah, right. Don't yeah, do it that's again. Right, yeah. That's very right. That that is uh, uh, very right. And like you go home from go home from school and say, uh, Sister Maureen, uh, she smacked me, uh, and you get another smack because she hasn't smacked you for nothing. You must have give cheek after time you did, and just got a smack anyway. But that's the way it was. And then we used to go out and like sit on the street corners and we used to buy chips you know portion of chips and we used to put all the everyone's fingers would all be in the chips you know Lee Jones's club St. Sylvester's club we used to go all youth dancing over the bridge club you know OT big eh, all stuff like that but people did look out for one another and this this what it is that's the way it was so the reason I talk because when I was growing up I started drinking on Scotland Road so I used to sit and I knock around really with women who was old enough to be my mother and all that. So I started to get their characters and their actions, you know, very rough and ready women. And I started acting like that. But as I say, I was loud. But at the same time, the difference with me, people don't people don't know me. Now now they think I'm just oh a screeching queen in other ways. Well I'm not. My friends, I tell you what really what I'm like, you know, I'm a I think I'm a good person. No, I don't think I know I'm a good person. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm a good and I help you. Yeah. I do I wouldn't do you wrong, I do your good. This is why I wanted to talk to you because I wanted to get behind the yeah. character. Growing up, good looking lad, did you have any problems at school over being a good looking lad? Now, peace, I tell you this now. I never ever ever had trouble in school never ever and it might be hard to believe but I didn't and uh, funny enough that was the first time I knew I was gay because I went with, I went with a lad in my own class uh, I think it was 15, 15 yeah, I don't know what was was 15 uh, I, I had my ideas you know growing up and I had my ideas but that was my first experiences a gay young man yeah. coming into Coming into manhood, you know, puberty and, you know, finding out who I was and taking this from... Never ever looked at girls, because all the girls was my friends. So I never ever looked at girls, you know what I mean? And I can honestly say to you this way, I'm sitting here, I've never been with a girl in my life. And I'm very proud to say that because I'm an open gay man and I'm proud to be an open gay man. You Phil, know. what's your full name? My name is Philip Regan, yeah, from Scotland Road. Now, Philip Regan from Scotland Road... Never been with a woman. Yeah. Had an experience when you were fifteen. Were you aware how cruel the world was towards gay people? Of course, I was. I oh, I used to see it. I used to see people. Oh, maybe yeah, it was a little bit old. When I say a little bit older, piece, say two or three, or maybe four years old. And I used to see them get shouted at and sometimes smacked. Queer. You know, or faggots, all, all that weird, you know what, you know. And that was life, that was life for that. 
Don't get me wrong now, peace. If I said to you I never got called that, I'd be telling you lies. I did get called that, of course I did. Mm-hmm. You know, queer and all that. But, <coughs> excuse me, the ones who shout it, they were really, oh, how can I explain it? They wasn't, we never knocked an arm with them. They just once tried to be one of the lads, you know, all shouting. But then we all knocked an arm with one another. So what they used to say to me, the next day be forgotten about. But I say the other people who knew was a few years old to me, they used to get tortured. They couldn't walk along. They used to get called queer faggot. Even I've seen them even get smacks, you know, all that. But I can honestly hold my hands up to God right this minute, maybe in my witness. That never, ever happened to me. You're a very lucky man. Yeah, I know I am. Thank God. Your straight mates, do they have any problems sort of protecting you? Eh... Would they be... Well, I had straight mates that, as I became more and more gay... I lost a couple, which weren't real mates. No, well, that's but, true. No, never, never. But they were scared of what people were saying, yeah, no, especially please. in the AIDS time. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. lost a lot of straight friends yeah, yeah. because it was a bad time, but you won't yeah. remember that because yeah. you're too young. Wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> right, it's the age group, well, so. I still remember. I, don't really, I, I remember because uh, when I come on the gay scene, it was 90, yeah. 1990. I come on the gay scene then. Did you have any problems with your family at all? Any of your family? None at all. Well, you know what? It may be my dad. You know, he didn't accept it. You know, he was man's man. And that's just the way my dad was. You know what I mean? It was just one of them things with my dad. You know, he, you know, he'd done a bit of training. He, you know, he was scaffolds. He, he was, was a lad. man's man. He was a yeah. man's man. You know, and maybe, yeah, he was a bit embarrassed. No other way to say it. He was embarrassed because I to carry on woeful. You think carry on well for now? You should see when I was younger. So he was a bit, he was embarrassed of me. You know what I mean? And that's what it was, was just one of them things. It's Pete Price, and I'm talking to the Queen of Scotty Road, Phil, and we're, I want to delve into the gay scene because young people today do not know how lucky they are. They really don't. People like me, a lot older than you, people like me who was tortured, who lived as an illegal man and could have gone to prison for it. Explain how magical and tight the gay scene was years ago. Well, I come on the gay scene in 1990 and I remember the first uh, gay bar I went into. It was Jody's nightclub. Used to walk down the stairs and the sweats would be coming off and... A mess of people who I used to go, isn't this fantastic? It was just fantastic. But at the same time, on the gay scene, beginning of the 90s, <clears throat> we used to finish the clubs, then Reflections, uh, The Kirsten, Sadie's, The Lisbon, Pachos, you know, all them, they were the iconic places to be in. And then you used to finish... Uh, out the clubs and you stand on the streets when I say stands on the streets peace you know all your friends all talking or you might be cutting off for a lad or what and I remember I remember standing at the top at Temple Course with a few lads and I, I, I know I can picture them now I know who they were and I always remember a police car pulled up and this is the truth you couldn't make it up peace got out the car and said body you soon blah 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 mm-hmm. and you know what these spitters in one of them lads' faces. And that's the truth. And said faggots. Mm. And that, that was the police. Now I'm going back 1990. No, I mean, I mean you, you think about it, the police have changed enormously anyway, oh, in so many ways, because we've now got gay police, but also the police had a bad attitude towards domestic violence. They used yeah. to say, shut the door and just get on yeah. with it. Like, so the world's changed, yeah. but it's good that you're making these points because 
I remember yeah. uh, being followed by the police and, and quite scared yeah, about well, it. Yeah, well, that's it. And just not that piece, as I say then, you know, it was a lot of gay attacks and all, mm-hmm. you know, homophobic, oh. you know, they're all walking home from the states. Yeah. And then on sale, she was a lot of gay, well, temple calls, you know, reflections, case, and so we used to walk up there and we all stand out. You know, you had a lot of attacks then, thank God. That had never happened to me. I'm lucky that way. Yeah. Uh, I think because, because when I say old, me said not face everyone, but I was never, yeah. I was never afraid to speak, speak my mind, you know, or yeah. you know, to stick up for myself and stick up for friends. So, how long did you stay with your nan before you moved out? Uh, well, I stayed with me, my mum. Uh, how old was I? I was about twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty-two, and uh, I had a relationship uh, with someone. Uh, never really come out. He never come out the classes, and he was from the South End Park Road, and uh, he never come out the classes. You know what? Well, you know, I, I was only young. I think he was about yeah, he was. He was nine years older than me, and uh, it was one of them things. I was out partying. I had all the attention of other guys. You know, Ram. I had all the attention. Then I met other people. Then I went. You know, I lived with another fella. You know, I. You know, I have had. I've had six. Proper, serious, serious relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that sounds oh god a lot, but it was the way I would love. But not all the time. Some of them might not be in love. Some of them just yeah. bit of fun. Yeah. You know, when I've had me flings, peace. <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I've had me flings. But then, uh, then when I moved out, I ended up getting a um, a place on the same land as my grandmother, my mama. Oh, so wow. I lived there. I lived there. Then I lived there for what? For 16 years. Mm. Know what I mean? So what did you do for a living? Right. Well, talk about that. I remember uh, when the masquerade opens, I used to be awake in the bars and all that then. You know, around uh, in the mass When the new masquerades, as I call it, not the old masquerades, because I can't remember that. I remember Sadie's and all that. And uh, what, I, what my work was, I was always a cook. Like, when I say a cook, not a chef, Pete. So it starts off as a caterer and... Uh, you know, casing assistance, you know, fixing problem, cutting tomatoes, lessons, you know, making sandwiches, sandwich mixes, you know, saving when it comes to the cafes. I mean, I worked in John Lewis's, I worked in the passport office. Uh, then, all before this blew up, I worked, believe it or not, in the Sally Army on London Road. Now, as a cook there, I used to start at 6 o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock, and I loved it. Now, as you know, Peter Sally Army, it's a lot of people with addictions there. So it's heroin addicts, alcoholics, and people with, you know, mental health problems. Got be- but they had the high respect for me. I had high respect for them. And when all this come along, I couldn't, I could, just couldn't work there. You know what I mean? But do you know what? I, the staff, honest, you could meet nicer staff. But I say, I've always been a bit of a cook, not a chef, yeah. a cook, you know. And don't get me wrong, peace. Uh, I've done cleaner. I've done cleaners. I worked in the women's hospital uh, in the catering thing. I worked in the Royal Cleaner, and then when I worked from the Royal Hospital, I went into the catering and the Royal Hospital and all. So I have had my fair share of jobs. I go fair. Oh, and then I remember going on the agency and I worked in Hollyoaks. I remember that. Uh, but, you know, Was that as a, as a bit part, standing, walk on? No, saving them in the cafe. Oh, yeah, making an end. Oh, I say you love. They all knew me because my slander yeah. all going, you know, looking at them. But that's what it was made. So I've always looked around and crafters. But, you know, I've worked away. I worked in, I lived in Blackpool for six months, all the gay bars there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, at Butlands. I worked in Butlands. Now, at the time on Butlands, they wanted me to be a red coast. 
And why so, didn't you? Start it off. I don't know why I didn't get it. It was through one person. And do you know what, Peace? I could be said wrong and I'm throwing throwing this in the house. I think because I was gay. I know in those days, no, 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 in those days, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I because believe a that. a lot of people think, yeah. them days you're gay, yeah. you know, you're a pay face. Yeah. Well, certainly, fuck, excuse my language, please. Well, certainly, freaking nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Certainly not. The ones who are oh, the pay I grew up with that. Well, I yeah, grew up with I know what's wrong. Yeah. Well, peace, if I'm right or wrong, it's made you the man who you are to say, a strong man. Mm-hmm. That's what has made me a strong man. And I can honestly say, I walk with my head up high yeah. and no one's going to... I couldn't... Peace, if they want to track me down, let them. But they wouldn't do it to me face. You if know. you've just joined me, it's Pete Price. It is our podcast. And I have got this fascinating man, and I've got the other side of him, which I'm really, really enjoying. So we've got the plan. We've been there with Nan. You've lived next door. We've seen Scotty Road. We saw it decimated. It's destroyed. It's gone. You've got all the jobs. You nearly became a red coat. It's building up and building up and building up. Were you a happy person? Yeah, yeah, I was happy. Uh, well, do you know what? With a sense of you, so I know I hold back. When I was about 23, I tried to kill myself. Uh, I ended up in the Royal Hospital. Uh, and I was in a bad way. I was in a bad way. Now, please, you could ask me, a million and one people have, ask me why did I do it, and I can't give you that answer because I still think to this day, why did I do it? But I'm glad I do, I'm glad it's on it. Because now this sounds completely stupid. Um, because it's made me see that dark time. And it's made me say, I'm not going to see that dark time no more. And it's made me fight through it. I've been depressed like everyone else. I've been on the floor like everyone else. Do you know what I mean? But it makes you a strong person. Then when you sit there and you're down, you think to yourself, well, I'm not going through that again. So put your coats on on, and even you've got to go over a walk. If you've got good friends, you can pick up the phone to them, or you can just jump a taxi up to this, and you know they're going to open the door with their hands up. Know what I mean? I thought, do you know what? That's what surprises a lot of people with me. A lot of people. I've only got a very, very, very small class of friends. And that's what people don't know about me. People think I've got thousands. Most probably like yourself, peace. People who have acquaintances, yeah. Thousands. Now I haven't. You know, Paul Wade, he's a very good friend. Lynn Flood, very good friend. And I've got another friend I don't really see very often, but she's there all the time for yeah. me, Cless Howards. You know, so, you know, I will say that. You yeah. know, one of them things. It's great that you're being this honest because this way you're helping other people because people see a facade and don't realise what's behind the facade. Did it take you a long time to come through that? Uh, I had a friend at the time, she passed away, Arlene Lowry. She's passed away, she was there for me, she was very good. You know, we're going here, we're going to bingo, because I always loved the bingo. And, yeah, it... Please, when you say it took a long time, if I sit back and I think now... Uh, yeah, it did, but no, it didn't. Because what it, what it made me do, it made me grow up faster, and it made me stay away from people who I knew were wrong for me, who I knew was wrong for me. And I've always been a very good judge of character. Okay, I've been wrong once or twice. I'm not going to sit here and go, I've never been wrong. Of course, I'll be telling you lies, but I had to stay away. But these saying ages, I'd. I'd no fools, I no fools. I don't accept. 
I know sometimes what they're after some people and I just also have to know they only want to be seen with you then they want to they're following you around you haven't been in vices if you understand I mean if I bumped into you Peter oh come on people go here that's that's completely different if you understand Peter but then you get people who are following you and then you go well I haven't so you can't say something but now I go oh where are you going oh you can't come here sorry it's only your friends and I, I can't I can't put that on the managers who's advice that make you know but I, just, I, yeah, now yeah. I know do you understand what I mean yeah, I, do. I know exactly uh, what you mean some people are tasty tasty and because and see peace you know this I've never seen because I've, I've not been jealous of anyone that might have been a bit envy I've not been jealous because I don't know what that is uh, but now I've seen it. I've seen people who are jealous of me. And then I've seen people who's made things up about me. And I've gone, why would they say that about me when it's not true? You know, but now, now I don't care. I don't care because, you know, I don't give a fucking shite. No. Philip, welcome to my world. Yeah, yeah. You know, they make lies <laughs> up. Why did they make lies up know. about you? I don't know. You know, I just can't yeah. make that. Oh, and you're sleeping with this one. You're sleeping with that one. I wish you was, peace. Because <laughs> I'm single anyway, you know what I mean? I yeah, think, so you can yeah. sleep with yes, who you exactly. want. exactly. You know, and I have my opportunities, yeah. you know, if people want to take me out or what. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm not going to yeah. say I don't. You know, I'm human. I'm human. Right. So, all of a sudden, the world changed and we have social media, which certainly worked for you. Talk us through and take as long as you want. How did it happen? Right. My friend Paul and Christy asked me to go to a 21st on a Friday. So, anyway, they come to my pick me up, went to Paul's, had a drink, went to 21st, brought him drunk. The next day, I woke up. Uh, it was a Saturday then I was going to my friends, Roberts, eh, and he said, get off a bottle of fuck, we'll go to bingo. And I went in the shop and I knew the girl, I said the physio, and the next thing, that just blew up. That physio just blew up overnight. So that's where it actually started? Because yeah, I've yeah, seen the video yeah, a, bil- yeah. a billion times and it's in my head yeah. now. I can see you walking. Yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that was just an act. I mean, I've got a few. What's gone f- I've got eight videos, what's gone far? Mm. One I put on last week, that's five and a half million now. Yeah. You know, I only put that on last let's week. Let's just stay with, let's yeah. stay with the first oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so half sorry, a bottle of vodka. Yeah, half a bottle of vodka. And I said to Gail, well, you do a video for us, because I've already done one in there before. Now, funny, I've done five videos, you know, peace. And the next thing... But what made you want to do a video? Where did the first video come from? Did one of your mates say, I've got yeah, a video? Yeah, you... Oh, yeah, it was one of my mates. Uh, Robert said, uh, why don't you go on TikTok? You make money out of it. I said, go away, do you? They said, you had a section of money. I said, OK. And I told someone, I said, I'm the Queen of Scotty Rose. Eh, and don't forget, watch me. It's best. And these centres, Coronation Street and blah, blah. That was it. So the same thing, walking through town. So that was the first one? That was the first right. one. If you check, you can see me first yeah. video. The second one, I'm walking through town. As everyone got the, everyone like me, eh? As I just sat a cuss, I'm walking through Whitechapel. Just sat a cuss, um eh? I'm doing, I've been to Primark, I think. I'm doing a bit of shopping, not lifting now. And that was my second mm. one. And then, uh, then a week later, that's, I've done about four or five, and that was the fifth or sixth one I've yeah. done. It just blew up. Blew up my life. Changed, yeah. changed, changed completely. Do you know what stays with me? <laughs> of all the things yeah. you've ever done, yeah. there's one thing, and I'm looking at you now, and I can't keep straight. What? 
the plastic bag on your head. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, that's the one that's gone viral again. I that's another that. one. You got looked, an umbrella. A good looking lad with a plastic bag. You looked a yeah. brat. But it's scary. Yeah, yeah. When I'm down, it cheers me up. Have you any idea why it's all happened? What do you think? Uh, well, I think what it is, I think people are forgetting the old comedy. And I think I brought the old comedy back. You know, and talking about what people want to listen about. You know, times are hard and friends of you. No all time there for dancing, go on, hey, you. Oh, you know, we just think, you know, we people used to carry on. When I say, Which you grew up with these yeah, expressions. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I grew up with all that. That's the way I carries on anyway. But as you can see what well, who I am, but people think I must walk around screeching, hey, you, which I bloody don't. But yeah, it's that, and then the other, the other one where you're about to carry a bag piece. I had my friends on that pole walking through last week, and you know, that's just gone viral, that's just gone viral. But you know, and at the same time, piece, I've got to say this, and I, anyone listening, I do appreciate Peace, I get people inboxing me saying I've changed their lives. And I would piece, I just so happy I make them laugh. They get up morning, see me face, yo, the thing. But peace, then people start to send me things to. You know, once me, can I have their, send me their phone number, the depressed. But peace, I'm not, I, I'm not a psychiatrist. No, peace. you're not a counsellor, you know, you're not nothing, you're just doing yeah. a little video. I may stop making yeah. them laugh and yeah. joke, but well, I can't give it. them a face piece. Yeah, but you're being honest, me. yeah, but you're being honest and you're being honest over that. My late night radio show, 50 years, yeah. I became a counsellor, but at the beginning yeah. I didn't, because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, so I love your honesty yeah. for that. Yeah. So that's great. When did you, and... Could you, when you were in bed on your own, were you pinching yourself saying five and a half million people like this? Could you understand it? Yeah. Uh, oh, the first one, the first one was, say, uh, 12 million. 12 million. Uh, but on social media, it was 30 million. TikTok had 30 million. Um, it went wild. Ireland was phoning me up. Uh, the radio station from Ireland. Uh, other people. Uh, what was it? Uh, well, I went on blankety blank. Uh, with Bradley Walsh and soon to walk on the set every, uh, the only one who didn't know me was Colora Honeyford she didn't know she didn't know who it was everyone else knew me Joe off the face John Thomas they all knew look who it is the Queen of Scots you know Bradley Walsh knew who it was and uh, I, I, when I was going out well then I carried on didn't I then when I got off Paul was with me Paul my friend was with me and when I got off got off the set to me, I said to each one of them I said, see all you, got videos with them, see all you. I said, mark my words. I says, I will work with you. And my one day, I will. You know, John Thomas, he always sends me little texts on it, and my Instagram and all that. You wouldn't believe it, other people what send me it. Well, it, people want to send me who love me or big superstars, you know, honestly. Now, we won't talk about bad managers, because I know you've had your mm-hmm. share few, and I've had a share one few over the years, one or two. Um, but you found somebody now. Oh, we won't yeah. even mention his name. We'll keep that private. But yes. we found somebody. Where do you think this is going? Or where? Do, first of all, where do you think it's going? And secondly, where do you want it to go? Right, where do you think it's gone? I think it's going to go. It's, uh, I think, what piece? I think it's gone. It's even in Australia, you know, America. Because I, I got messages off all people from there. Uh, where do you think it's going? I think it's going very big now. I mean, I can't go anywhere, Pete, and that's the truth now. Taxi drivers, everything, no matter where I'm going. People, children, everyone running after me. Uh, now, where, where I'm going to go? Uh, it's no other way to say it to your piece. I'm going to be one of the biggest people next year. I'm going to be a big star. I'm starish now, but I'm going to be a big star. What's happening to me? 
can't speak about SIPs no, as no, illegal no, actions, no. but I've signed all the contracts and it's, I'm going to London from January till May, but I've signed the contract till I've signed up with this channel till June and it's going to blow up. And they've said that. Now they got in contact with me, my manager, fantastic manager. I couldn't wish for a better person than my manager. He's, I'm so grateful with him, so grateful for everything he's done for me. Now, you heard it first here on this uh, podcast, but you see, he's grown up because he's not given anything away, which yeah. I love. <laughs> and there's a million channels out there, so it could yeah. be in anyone, so that's great. I'm glad you're not going in the jungle and eating oh, your no, camel's no, penis. No. I couldn't think of anything no. worse. <laughs> well, I can... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on yeah, quickly yeah, on that quickly. one. <laughs> uh, I've been, believe it or not, under a lot of rotations, but I might as well say, I can say it, uh, Big Brother got into I said no. Mm. And then another reality show, as we said no to that. But this one is a mainstream yeah. Yeah, yeah. channel. Yeah. A big channel. I've got to say, why did you say no to Big Brother? Because I, I want to be... I want to be... People, you want to go in a different direction? Yeah, I, want, I don't, I don't want to be um, doing this. So you've got to do trials and, you know, yeah. all this. Yeah, yeah. And, you, know, you want to be you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I said no to Big Brother yeah. because yeah. I pick my nose all the time. Yeah. This is what I you got your own scratching your backside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the idea of going and sharing the toilets. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, I, know, I, know, oh, I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't stand it. Are you in a happy place with it? Uh, you know what? I've got to be honest. I'm so happy. I mean, I've done a, I've done a film that's coming up next year. Our kids with uh, Lewis Henry, yeah. uh, Connor, who's been Coronation Street, Mark. Uh, you know, I, I'm Queenie in it, and it's just fantastic. They got to me, I was flasses. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And when they was offering me that kind of money, I went, what? Yeah. I just yeah. couldn't believe it, yeah. because, you know, I've just and sat down to you me just hit me with a name there. Yeah. Isn't Connor fabulous? From nice. Coronation Street. Uh, what, you, coming to Panto, playing the baddie you know with what? Leanne Campbell. Ca- what yeah. a fabulous, you know what? what a beautiful painter. I know he is. Beautiful artist. Loves the art. Love it. He gave me some good advice at the film. He could do it this way now, Philip. If you bend that way and you look at me, you look at me. All it because I just I'm not going to give nothing. And you take advice. You take advice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. And in the film, uh, Lewis Henry, he's me fancy fella. You know, I've got a crush. But it was just a brilliant experience. I'm a cafe owner, Queenie. It's called Our Kids. It was just fantastic. And I'm so happy. But it's going to be on the big screen next year. I don't know when, but... How do you cope with not being private anymore? I know both of us are the same in the respect that we do love the adulation. Yeah, of course. But we also are both very private people. Pete, that's what people don't understand. They don't understand. It isn't that. It's like... uh, uh, you know, I got asked the other week because uh, a, a, well, a man said to me, could he take me out for a drink? And he said to me, where could I take you? He said, where could I take you? I've been out then, I went on a date a few weeks ago and this person said to me, you know, a bit sulking, he went, oh, uh, you know, at the end tonight, you know, nice seeing you and blah, blah. I'll see you again, give us a ring, I'll give you a ring. You know, they think... If anyone's going to meet me in our piece, it, you know, they've got to understand. They will have to understand who, who I am you are. and what yeah. my life is. Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what they'll have to do. It's very difficult. I know, without mentioning certain people I know in the industry yeah. that you know that I know who haven't got a man in their life, yeah. they're girls or yeah. women, yeah. and they haven't because they're powerful women and yeah. men don't like yeah, it. it. And men are very, very jealous. Yeah. So, you know, 
I've got to ask, how do you look after yourself? Because you're still looking pretty oh, cool. Well, thanks very much. Well, Pete, do you know what? I've always looked after myself. I've always moisturised, cleansed, always took pride in myself. I love my clothes, always have done. You know, I've always dressed nice. and I've, uh, People have always known me the clothes. They used to say he's the best dressed lad in Scotland Oats. You know, the best dressed lad in 10 streets. You know, I do look after myself. Uh, you know, I have been... Don't get me wrong, I've been a Botox and all piece. I've been telling you lads, but said I didn't. But anything to help the aging process <laughs> but I look after myself moisturise, cleanse you know all that do you worry about getting old? do you know what peace? I've got to think about that now haven't I so I should have really answered that if I didn't no, no. so it all it's depends it's you're pausing it all depends are you scared to getting old? maybe I'm scared to getting old by myself yeah yeah by myself, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just concentrating now at this thing because I know it's just going to be... Uh, just I'm just going to be next year. And I'm so grateful, yeah, yeah. people. Yeah. It's honest to God. And ever all them followers, they're the people who's made me peace. And I'm so grateful. The gay community can be very bitchy. devious, can be bitchy, can be jealous. Yeah. How are you finding that? Well, uh, I wish a few of my friends were seeing how they could tell you. I walk... With my head up high, and I don't give a shit what they say. Because at the end of the day, all these queens want to call me, they don't know me. They don't know me, peace. But they kiss me on my face then, and stab me in the back. You know, cut me bottles. Jealousy's illness, peace. You know what I mean? And all I turn around say, I pick my glass up, and I say to them, get well soon. You know, that's it. Phil, to finish off, yeah. Um, what's your advice to, first of all, anybody who's gay who's struggling? Right, anyone who's gay who's struggling, do you know what? It must be hard for them at this present time, you know. But believe it or not, people say to me, how do I tell my parents? I can't give that a piece. I can't give that a face piece. I can't. They'll know the right time to tell their mother or father. If they haven't, they can tell a friend, a person who they can trust. But you know what? Sometimes the gay scene in just Liverpool, London, Manchester, Blackpool, Leeds, you know, it's a family sometimes. It is a family. But, you know, you'll go on and you'll make new friends. And the old friends, who wasn't your friends, you won't, you won't remember them. you remember them friends. What will be the rest of your life. So, as I say, just look at me now. You know, I'm out there and I'm proud and don't give a shite what anyone says. And remember this saying, six and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Yeah, that goes back to my childhood. Yeah. To finish off, what would you say to everybody that follows you on Facebook, Instagram, the whole TikTok. platform, yeah. the whole platform? Yeah. I just want to say one thing to them, well, a few things. Thanks so much, because for following and making me who I am today, you know, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be here without them. And I'm so grateful, I'll never forget them. Never forget them. That's why I don't walk past anyone. I always stop the pictures with everyone. I'll never say no. And I'm so grateful, and thanks very much for every one of my followers. Thank you, thank you so much. I get people who want to meet me, Ireland and all that. May I always say, I can never promise, but one day we just might meet. So. To finish off, let's have the clean version of your going out. Times that are some friends if you. Now ta to you, Pete. Go on. Now ta to you. Ew. And if you enjoy that, we've got some great podcasts. Why not just subscribe? It's free. <laughs> <laughs>